0: What's up? What's up? How y'all doing today? Yeah. Uh, next week is Super Bowl week, and we are going to have a special production that's going to actually going to be in a thousand churches. Uh, we produced it a while ago um, with these players, and it's going to be a great deal. I think, I think, oh, I know there's over a thousand churches that are going to be watching. Uh, so uh, invite your friends at all the campuses, all the microsites. Um, how's everybody doing out there in North County, East County, San Isidro, and our microsites out there? Let's give them all a big hand. God bless y'all. God bless you. How's everybody doing today? Can I ask you to stand? And can you give someone next to you a high five or a hug or something? Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I didn't just fall off the stage. <laughs> that was
1: close.
0: Señor. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you so much for your love. Thank you so much for worship. Holy Spirit, we are uh, here just to be in your presence. When I hear to listen to a guy speak or a band sing, we want to be in the presence of God. And so, Lord, we pray that you make your presence known. And that I pray we would leave here acknowledging your presence in our lives. Encourage us today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Say uh, yeah, okay. You can say. <laughs> That's right. Uh, if you are a visitor, we started uh, the Rock Church uh, um, actually in February. It'll be 15 years. Uh, February 27, 2000, 2000. And when we started, there was a young lady. We started at San Diego State. We were there for five years. In the first five years, we moved 33 times. Uh, we had to keep moving throughout the year at different places and coming back. And there was a young lady in the church who, whenever I would come up to preach, she would say, Jesus, Jesus. And she kept saying this. And then people started saying it. I was like, man, what can I say to, to initiate it? And that's where Who's the Man came from. Uh, so just so you know. So now people are just going crazy with it. Now. So, and if you're downtown or if you're in a mall, I would challenge you just yell it out and listen. Who's the man? Even if you don't see anybody, because people sometimes will see me in the mall or very rarely. Or walking down the street, sometimes walking down the street downtown and people yelling from their car, who's the man? And I, I'm like, Jesus, I don't know who's it, who's it. you know, whoever's saying that, it's God somewhere. He's got, got a corner. But uh, just say it and see if someone responds. And if you hear it, don't be like, I ain't gonna say nothing. Else. Be all incognito, you know, just say it out, shout it out. Let's see the Bibles, Let's see your Bible, say a word. One more time, say word. word. Okay, first book of the Bible, Genesis fourteen. Genesis fourteen. First book, chapter fourteen. So my wife and I have been married for 31 years. Um, and there are certain things we do to reinforce our relationship and our love for each other. One is that every time she, we come into each other's presence from being apart, we give each other a kiss. And every time we leave, not like room to room, <laughs> I'm going to the bathroom. Okay, okay, <laughs> but not like room to room. But so, you know, you know, you get the point, right? So each other, and then we say we, we tell each other, "I love you." I don't know. It's not every day, you know. It should be, but I try. But I, don't know. but it's you know, probably every week or so. And and then we romance. I'll, I'll probably romance uh, schedules could be better. You know, every now and then I will go to Victoria's Secret and get some gear. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not not, not sure if Victoria would like me to call it gear, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Uh, True story, there was a lady on, on, this is a true story, there was a lady in a trial and she was on the witness stand and she had gotten in a car accident and the attorney said to her, what gear were you in when you hit the car? She said, I was in Gucci. So whenever, whenever, whenever I'm in the secret, you know, I, 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 uh, I always wonder who I'm going to get to help me, you know, what la- young lady's going to say, hey, Pastor Miles, so uh, what you looking for? <laughs> <laughs> You know, the Rev is the, rev got, the rev is a Rev. He's still a guy. So I, the last time I went, she didn't say anything to me at the very end. I was, like, walking out with the bag. She said, oh, so, you know, I go, to the, I go to the Rock every now and then. I said, oh, okay. I'm glad you didn't tell me that, like, 20 minutes ago. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, I don't care, you know. Um, uh, but so we have these things we do to reinforce our commitment and love for each other, and ensure that our marriage is blessed and strong. There are things we can do better. And if we did those things, our relationship would probably be better. And if we didn't do the things we did, our relationship wouldn't be as good. Are you following me? But because we're in love and we we have to show these things willingly and not by law, by rule. You need to do this, you need to do that. Because if, if it's by rule and law, then it's not really from the heart. You kind of obligated, And so I need to tell her I love her because I want to. She needs to tell me she loves me because she wants to. I need to give her a kiss when I see her because I, I want to, not I have to. Because sometimes I'll come in the house or she'll come in the house and we won't do it. For some reason we get distracted. And, and she's like, you know, either sometimes she say, did we, kiss each other? did we give each other a kiss? Or she'll say, yo, I don't get a kiss today. And yo, what's up? She try to get all jumped like ghetto on me, I'm like, yo, just, it's not a big deal, I'm right here. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's not the fact that you didn't give the kiss, it's what's the heart behind not giving the kiss? Is there something up? And I'm like, no, no I just forgot, or you just forgot, or whatever. But the point is, it's the heart behind it. Say heart behind it. And so the things that we do are not, you, it's not a checklist. Today we're going to talk about tithing. if you're a visitor, uh, Welcome. Uh, but we're just going to do some, some business here. We're going to talk about tithing. And when you talk about tithing, which is giving 10% of your income to the church, it's not about checking the box. It's about giving because you want to. And some people think, well, I don't have to tithe. That's the Old Testament. Well, it's, it's all, both testaments. But the bigger issue is, no, you don't have to. I don't have to kiss my wife when I go in the room. I don't have to tell her. However, there is a blessing associated with doing it. And and by the way, our our relationship is blessed, but if we invested more in each other, which all couples can, but I definitely can invest more in each other, it would even be better, but it's still blessed. And so you have to decide in your relationships how blessed do you want your relationships to be, how blessed do you want your life to be. And when it comes to finances, yeah, God can bless you if you don't tithe, but there is an additional blessing added to tithing. And so the reason I'm telling you this, because I talk about tithing, I don't want you to think that I'm telling you have to do this, because you don't even have to be saved. Now, you won't go to heaven, but you don't have to be saved. You don't have to come to church. Now, you'll miss out the blessing on coming to church, but you don't have to come. You don't, I don't want, you don't feel obligated. God is saying, listen, I love you this much and I want to bless you. And if you want it, you can have it. But if you don't, you don't. But don't think that you don't do something that, reco- that brings a blessing. Don't think that you cannot do it and get the blessing that's associated with doing it. And so we talk about, when we talk about tithing, our uh, intent today is to get more of you, especially who call this your church, to tithe here. That is the intent. But we want you to do it because you want to. That you feel like, you know God, it's a sign of my trust to you. It's a guide, a guide, not a formula. And how you bless me after I tithe is going to be completely up to you. But I'm going to trust you. And I'm going to do it. So here's what we're going to do. If you can get this little pamphlet out. This little pamphlet that you have in your bulletin. And as you open it up, it says uh, join join joining generosity 215. As you open it up, on the left flap, on the very I mean sorry, on the very right flap, there's a little tear-off, you can see a little perforated deal. It says, I commit to regularly tithe from my income. And we'll talk about tithing, it's basically 10% of your gross, and we'll talk about why gross. I commit to regularly tithe from my income in 2015 we will get 10% of all that I make back to God, trusting that he will provide for my needs. And if you want to do that at at the end, start today, you can check that box. If you're new, this is new for you, you check the second box. We also have what we call an offering, which is over and above tithes, which is uh, committed to special projects. Uh, We call it a pervasive hope campaign. We had a three-year campaign that ends in March. Our goal was to raise 30 million. We raised 15. So if you're, if you're ending that, just end that. But if you want to say, you know what, I want to give over and above. Our goal is to collect 15, uh, $5 million this year for special projects like our City Heights campus. Uh, the uh, Orphanage in Haiti. We want to get by, buy a soup kitchen to feed a 1,000 kids a day. Uh, you can put a, an amount there. That's after you tithe. Take care of the first, first. And then you just check that box and fill it in. At the end of the service, we'll give you a couple minutes to fill it in. I want you to know now. I want you to start praying. Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do, pray with your wife, your family, whoever it is, and fill it out and then give that to us. We'll give you a chance to give that to us at the end of the service. And then we're also going to give you an opportunity to ask Christ to be your Savior. So if you came here to be saved, we're going to give you the opportunity as well. Amen? Amen. Uh, You will get, if you're a giver here, you will get your statement, your giving statement this week. It will tell you how much you gave last year for your taxes. Um, And we had a great year last year. But we have so much ministry we can do. We have way more ministry than we have money for. Like I said, we're going to start a new campus in uh, in San Cecilio. I mean, uh, City Heights. We also have a couple of things that. I, well, one especially big thing I can't tell you because we haven't signed it yet. But we're hoping for another opportunity. It's going to really going to be amazing, and hopefully, we'll know in thirty days, and and we'll let you know when we can. Amen, amen, amen. Uh, Genesis fourteen. Everyone say tithe. tithe. Say tithe. tithe. In Genesis fourteen. Uh, The Bible tells us it's the first time tithing was introduced in the Bible. Now, if someone ever tells you, well, that is the Old Testament, that doesn't apply to me. Let me me help you understand, the whole Bible applies to you, okay? In the Old Testament, however, it was law, you have to do this, and what the Old Testament and... And all of the lessons in the Old Testament, even when they said if you have a, a rash on your forehead, so if you see a rash on your forehead, you got to hop on one foot and put dirt on it and spit in the ground three times and it will go away. There's all these weird, uh, I should say weird strange health remedies or, or, or if, 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 some, uh, if someone committed adultery, you stoned them and all this stuff. All those, uh, all those laws apply to you in spirit. Because in the least, what God, well, what God was doing was creating order and teach them how to live holy lives. So the principle of holiness, the principle of being healthy, the principle of being safe applies to everybody. Now how we do that is a different thing. The 10 commandments, thou shalt not murder applies to us. That's Old Testament. Thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not lie. That's all Old Testament. Matter of fact, not only does it apply to us, it's in the law, the government. Has adopted those principles. So you don't ever want to say, well, this Old Testament doesn't apply to me. It all applies to you in principle because what God was doing is laying down principles for holy living that are part of his character, which never changes. Now, how we applied it is a different story. Okay, so this is the first time that tithe was introduced in the Bible, but this is even before the law was laid down through Moses. This is before Moses. Look what it says. And Abraham saved his nephew, Lot. He was kidnapped. His whole city was kidnapped. And Abraham was a very wealthy man. There's nothing wrong with being wealthy, by the way. And he had 318 soldiers that lived with him, his own servants. And he had his own personal army, and they went and rescued his son. And they rescued his son in Sodom and Gomorrah. And then on the way back, he meets a mysterious character in the Bible, the Lord. It says, then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine, the first communion. And he was the priest of God most high. And he blessed Abraham and said, blessed be Abram, God most high, the possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God most high, with who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And then Abraham gave him a tithe of all. This is the first time the tithe is in the Bible, introduced before the law. So if someone says, well, it's in the law, it doesn't apply to us. Not only is that not true, but this is not even part of the law. This is just before the law. And also in Genesis chapter 28, you'll see on the screen, it says that his grandson made a vow to, to tithe. Jacob made a vow that if God will be with me and keep me in this way that I go, I will give him and give me bread to eat and clothing to wear so that I come again into my father's house in peace. Then the Lord shall be my God and, and this stone which I have set up as a pillar shall be God's house. And then it says, and of all that I give to you, give, all that you give me, I will give to you a full tenth. A tie was God's way of saying, I want you to be generous. I want you to remember from where you get everything you have. God gave his son. He didn't give 10% of his son, he gave his whole son. Aren't you glad Jesus didn't die 10% and 90% live? I'm glad he fully died. Amen. And so Tyler is saying, listen, from the beginning, God says, I want you to be generous and I always want you to remember from where you get your stuff. Last week we talked about first fruits, giving God first to remind us that God is who we owe everything to and we're not going to give him our leftovers in case there is something even left over. That we give God first. So what we teach here is that tithing is 10%, we teach tithing is 10% of your gross, not your net, or what about the government? What about federal, state and local taxes? And what about my social security? Well, you know what? Uh, that's between you and the government. Matter of fact, the more you give, the more you get back. But God says, I want, I want to even be more important to you than the government. I've been tithing for 31 years. I got saved in 1984, April 12th, 1984. I've been tithing ever since then. And so you have to say, okay, God. If this is what you gave me, and I'm going to give you a tenth off the top, which is the first fruits, I'm, I'm going to trust you. Now, you may say, I'm already blessed. Cool. But, Lord, I trust that there's a blessing associated with this as well. If you prayed every day for 30 minutes, let's say you don't. And you say, I'm going to pray every day for 30 minutes. Which, by the way, is not hard. You have 30 minutes. I would put my schedule up against any of y'all's schedule as far as being busy. Okay, you got 30 minutes. Get up before the sun. Get up before the bird. The, when the birds start chirping, you should be already up. I'm not, this is not law. Again, I'm not saying the Bible says you have to do this, uh, it's just a challenge. Are you, are you following me on this? But imagine if you did and said, Lord, I'm here. I, I'm a kinesthetic learner, I gotta walk around and touch stuff, I can't sit still for a long time. Like 10 minutes at a time. And uh, so I just like to walk around and pray. And I just pray in English, pray in Spanish. And I just, and I hope my tongue, uh, I, I'm trying to get, give God to give me a Spanish tongue so I can just get it instead of having to read all these Spanish books. But I'm, I'm out there praying. And, and, and you know what? Um, if you pray for 30 minutes every day, do you think something different would happen in your life? Oh, yes. Absolutely. If you read, Consistently every day, memorize scripture consistently. Do you think your life will be different? Yes, it doesn't mean you're not blessed now, it just means there's something else more. It's tithing, there's a, there's, a, there's a blessing associated with it. Okay, so in your notes, it should say a tithe is your first tenth of what you receive from God. I don't know if they put that up yet already. Next one is that your tithe is the Lord, it belongs to God. Leviticus chapter 27, it's right there on your screen. All the tithes of the land, whether it's seed of the land or the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. It is holy to God. Imagine if you have something that belongs to God and you're keeping it. By the way, uh, if you're supposed to give something to God, don't invest it. He does not need your help. That little 3, 4, 10, 20% you can get in the stock market, he's saying, I'm giving you a billion percent in heaven. When you invest it, you haven't given it. Let it go. Why? Because something happens right here. God is more interested in your heart. In Matthew, I believe it's 23, Jesus talks about tithe. And he says to to the religious hypocrites, you tithe and you do all this, but your heart's bad. And that's more important than giving What's your heart. God wants you to give, but he wants you to come from here. Not, okay, here it is. No, no, give it from your heart. Say, God, I trust you. And don't rationalize a reason to keep. He doesn't want us to hoard. Because all of this is going to burn. He wants us to trust him. It's a principle of giving. Okay. Uh, and you know, grace, there's a grace, what I call a grace myth. That because I live under grace and not law, which is the New Testament, because Jesus died and I live under grace. That I don't have to do anything. And I already told you, you don't. But here's the other side of that myth. Don't think just because God loves you unconditionally that he'll bless you no matter what you do. Because if you go break the law, he will send you to jail. (laughs) And if you don't get the right friends in jail, you have a lot of bad things happen to you. And that will be God's grace because it should have been worse. Grace doesn't mean you can, you can do whatever and get the blessing as though you... Do, grace doesn't mean you can not do something and still get the blessing as though you did it. That's not grace. Now, God's going to bless you at some level, but God says, listen, if you're not going to do what I say, well, there's, there's going to be something withheld from you. If You're not going to pray, okay. You're not going to hear my voice. If You're not going to read, you're not going to learn my word. There, there are consequences in the least blessings that are withheld. And so some of you may say, oh, well, my, my life is good, I'm good, because you're so used to this level. It's like sitting in the dark and, and you, your eyes get adjusted to the dark over time and you try to read in the dark. But you're in the dark. Someone walks into the room and says, can I turn on the light? You go, oh, it's fine. And then they turn the light on and you go, oh, wow, I can see. You just didn't realize how much you weren't seeing. Because you got used to it. Many of us are accustomed to dysfunction. And God says, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. Law means I have to, grace means I get to. What does that mean I get to? You know what, my and that guy just cursed me out and I get to love him anyway. Matter of fact, I can go to him right now and say, hey, I'm so sorry I made you upset. Even though you didn't do anything, they're just loco. Honey, what's loco? Is that an Ebonics term? What does that mean? It's crazy. Fifty-one fifty. My law enforcement people. Uh, uh, you, You say, you say, God, you get to love people that don't like you and be blessed by it. I get to give God sacrificially and it's okay. I get to not be living, holding on to everything like this anymore. Wow! I went to the movie I, when I went to the movie Lone Survivor. Did anybody see that movie, Lone Survivor? Okay. Anybody not see that movie? Oh my goodness! <laughs> it's a Navy SEAL movie. Uh, it's very violent, very violent. And in the movie, these four Navy SEALs—it's just they—they they just go through incredible drama. And in a couple scenes, they're rolling down a hill like 200 yards, hitting boulders, hitting trees and breaking bones, literally. It's... it's, it's and I found myself in the movie literally like this. And I didn't realize it. And I had a... I said, whoa, man, relax. Because I was like... <laughs> Some of us live life like that. We're just holding on to stuff. And we're so accustomed to holding on. And God saying... Let it go. Let it go. You're using more energy holding it on. If all of you have kids, you all, I would assume, had a time when your kid had a toy in his hand and you had to pry one finger off at a time. Can I get amen? Amen. That's what God's saying. Hey, you know, tithing is just, just give me a little bit. That wasn't that bad. Okay, a little more. That feels good. Come on now, Pookie. hands. <laughs> and then God goes, hi! And you're like, that wasn't that bad. Matter of fact, that felt pretty good. And then some mysterious way, in some mysterious time, in his own time, his own wisdom, he blesses you back. I have no idea how that's gonna happen. But you know what, because you give, because you just trust whatever he does. It's not cause and effect where if I do this, I get this. I do this because I love you and trust you. I may get a decrease in my salary, but find out that I'm even happier because I'm good. You know, people who say they don't, they don't need stuff, it's not because they necessarily have everything they need. Materially, it's because they have everything they need spiritually. Because most of you in here have stuff you don't need. Matter of fact, I'll make a bold statement, but I believe it's true that every single one of you, every single one of you, by the world's standard, is rich. If you make minimum wage in this country, you're in the top 11% income in the world. That means 89% of the people in the world are poorer than you. And you got stuff in your refrigerator, most of you, in your closet, probably all of you, that you can give away right now. When there are billions of people starving right now, God said, "Let it go." I blessed you so much. Next one, grace. I'm um, sorry. Uh, Ties were a source of blessing to support ministry. Malachi 3.8 is going to be on the board. It's going to be on the screen. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, how have we robbed you, God, in tithes and offerings? You are cursed with a curse for robbing me, this whole nation. Bring the tithe into the storehouse. We would call the storehouse the church, that the tithe goes into the church to support the operations of daily ministry and feed the poor. And then offerings go to special projects. It's what we call the pervasive hope campaign, where we are doing our ministry. Uh, Extra churches and online stuff. Or starting those churches, not even ongoing, just starting them up. So the tithe comes into the storehouse or the church that there may be food in my house and therefore put me to the test. Everyone say test. It's the only time in the Bible God says test me. Everyone say test me. He says, he, God says, test me, says the Lord, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour down a blessing on you until there's no more need. How many of you would like the God to God open up the windows of heaven on your life? Amen. Now, let me explain what that does not mean. That you're going to sit there and, and dollar bills are going to fall out, Benjamins. and Because <laughs> I'm sure you would rather have, be blessed here than here. Because you can have your pockets full of cash and be miserable. Now, I know some of y'all are saying, well, can I have both? I mean, I... <laughs> yes, you can. In God's way. So God says, test me. If you don't be faithful in this, that I don't bless you tremendously. In the least that you are going to be so overwhelmed, happy. Because one of the reasons is because you are going to let go of a burden of you holding on. You are going to learn trust. If you do this 21-day fast with us, you are going to learn trust that you don't need all the foods you eat to live. Go to the grocery store. When you go in the grocery store, you see all the aisles and the shelves, 95, 99, maybe 100% of that stuff is no good for you anyway. Around the walls, the fruits and vegetables, and the poultry and the meat, that's all good. But all the stuff that's processed, and even that stuff is processed, but all the stuff that's processed is poison. When you realize you don't need that stuff, and you realize you don't need to hold on to everything, you're going to be free. Like you never experienced freedom before. Now, you may say, I'm good where I'm at. Fine. If you're good with that, and God's saying, I got more for you, you're like, no, God, I'm good. I want more. I want all God has for me. The Bible says that God has blessed it with all the spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. I have all these blessings for you. Come get them. You're like, nah, God, I'm good. Well, you're driving a beat-up Hyundai, I got a nice sweet old Lexus over here for you. Not literally, metaphorically. You have a beat-up Hyundai life, and I got a nice brand-new Lexus life for you. Um... tithe secured a blessing on the rest. The 10% secures a blessing on the 90. Romans 11, 16, it's on the screen. For the first fruit is holy. If the first fruit is holy, if what you give God first, in this case the tithe, is holy and dedicated to God, the lump is holy and if the root is holy, the branches are holy. So if God says, if you honor me first, I will honor you. And you will secure a blessing on the rest. One of the reasons your marriage, your finances, your job is not honored or blessed, one of the reasons could be you haven't honored God with it first. You're doing it for you. Okay. A few more things. Uh, uh, offering is over and above a tithe. We talked about that. Uh, you have a tithe that is your standard. What we would say, it is something you offer, uh, but we would say it goes to the storehouse to get the operations, and then your offering us for special Projects and I won't read this, but in Exodus 25, Moses well, I'll read it Moses 25, verse 1 to 2 is on the screen. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the children of Israel that they may bring me an offering from everyone who gives with it a willing heart. Shall take an offering, they will build in the tabernacle. Everyone say, Willing heart. heart. Everyone take a deep breath in, say, "Willing Willing heart. God, I'm gonna do this because I want to. Number four in your notes, a tithe is a sign of appreciation and trust because it actually belongs and came from God. A tithe is not giving, it's returning. God gave it to you in the first place. And hey God, I'm just giving you back 10% of what you gave me. Now, you may think, well, I got all this money. This all money is mine. I've made it and this is all my money. You need to clarify that with God so y'all can be on the same page. Because he thinks it's his. He thinks this, your body, is his for his glory. He gave you a voice to honor him. That's what he thinks. So you might want to tell him, God, God, you know, Pastor Miles said that all this stuff is yours, that you think that. But I need to clarify, this is mine, just so you know. And then tell him he can't take it. Watch out now, watch out now. (laughs) Watch out. Be careful now, be careful. You might want to think that through. And then when you realize, no, I'm not going to say that to God because I know he can't. Therefore, then God says, you know, God, I'm going to honor you with it. I'm going honor you with it. And then it says, a tithe is not giving, it's returning because it belongs to him. And lastly, a tithe is a heart issue, not a money issue. Matthew 621, it's on your screen. For where the treasure, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. If you look at your checkbook, that's where your heart is. If you're trying to get the Gucci, that's where your heart is. <laughs> Second Corinthians 9.7. Each one must give as he decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Um, In a minute we're going to sign this card and and God is saying, you know what, I want you to do it because you want to. I want you to do it because you trust me. I want you to do it because you want to take your relationship in that area to another level of trust and faith. I want you to do it because you believe there's a, a blessing associated with it, not because you're not blessed now. I want you to do it because you want to invest in ministry. I want you to do it for all the reasons that I said. So I'm going to ask you, we have a few minutes to go. I'm going to ask you just to take this out. Take this out. If you need a pen, just raise your hand. We have someone to get a pen for you. In a minute, I'm going to pray, and I want you to pray with your spouse, your family, whatever, and just pray and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? And then if you want to tithe, just check that box and fill out the bottom. If you're a new commitment, fill out the next box. If you want to give over and above that, our goal is $5 million for this year to, to uh, invest in our ministries, our new ministries. You can put that amount there and then fill out the bottom. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray for you, and then we're going to take a couple minutes, and I'll give you time to pray that over and fill that out. Lord, thank you so much for the ability to give back to you from what you have given us. Thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you for blessing us so much more than so many people on this planet. We trust you. We honor you. And Lord, I pray that as we have about 20% of the people in our church that tied, I pray you would double that. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would speak to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Just take a couple minutes to fill that out and then we'll end the service here. Uh, The service isn't over, so I appreciate that uh, we wouldn't leave. If you need a pen, just raise your hand. Lord, I pray that you would speak to people. I pray you would stretch them. I pray you would be clear and they would hear you clearly. I pray you challenge them to take steps of faith and to trust you for this whole year to give faithfully and to test you. Thank you. So much for the faithful people who have given to get us to this point in this building. But there are many, many more people we can reach. So I pray that you open heaven and pour our blessing on us. In Jesus' name, amen. If all you can do before you pray for salvation, if all you can just tear that off just for one second, just tear it off. And when you leave. You're going to put your offering in the regular box on the wall, but you're going to put the card in this. And other campuses may have something different, but we're going to put them separately so they don't get mixed up. So here's what we're going to do now. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and the penalty of sin is death. When Jesus came, he died on the cross, and he died and gave his whole life for our sin. And if you believe that Jesus loves you and that he died for your sin and you want him to forgive you, in a minute I want to give you an opportunity to receive his forgiveness. You may want to surrender your marriage to him. Your burdens, you may just be stressed out with life and you just need God to touch you. So we're going to give you an opportunity to pray. We want to pray with you. And then Pastor George will come out and dismiss us. Amen. Someone ask all the campuses just to close your eyes and bow your head and listen very carefully. There are some of you in here, you came here today because you want to give your life to Jesus Christ. You're in one of our campuses in East County, North County, San AntiJo, Coronado, a microsite in Coronado. You're watching on your computer or your phone somewhere in the Middle East or in Asia. And you want to give your life to Christ. You know you need Jesus in your life. I want you to pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. God giving his son is our example as a giver. But he gave his son that we may know him and have relationship with him. So if you would like to have relationship with God or strengthen your relationship with God, just pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. Pray, dear God, I believe that I'm a sinner... I believe Jesus died for my sin and rose from the dead. But I believe Jesus loves me. Jesus, please forgive me of my sin. I surrender my life. I surrender my burden. I surrender my pain to you. I need your presence in my life. Thank you, God. As our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, if you prayed that prayer and you want to give your life, not your money, not your car, not your house, but your life, your soul, which is much more important and much more valuable than anything you have in your pocket. You want to give your life, Christ. I just want you to, in a minute, I'm going to ask you to stand up and acknowledge that, yes, I gave my life to Jesus. I give my burdens to Jesus in all our campuses. I'm going to count to three. If you pray their praise, want you to stand to your feet in wherever whatever campus you're in. One, two, three. Just stand to your feet. God bless you. Very good. Stay standing. God bless you. 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 We see you all over the room. God bless you. Stay standing. Very good. God bless you. We see you in the balcony as well. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Now, in a minute, I'm going to ask all you people who are standing, everyone who's up in a minute, we're going to ask you to come down to the altar. And and for the rest of us, it's very important we don't walk out. We don't want to lose these people. But what we do want to do is cheer for them. If you're in the balcony, all you. Hold on on a second, hold on a second. If you're in the balcony, all you got to do is turn around and walk up, and the ushers will bring you down. And the rest of the people just come on down to the altar. And let's give them a hand. They come on down. Amen. 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 Right there, okay? It's right there. God bless you. Stay right there. Stay right here. Stay right here. Stay right here. Amen. Amen. You can, you can face me. That's easier. you. God bless <laughs> you. Amen. Amen. It's amazing that uh, people can get saved talking about tithing. It's amazing why, because the spirit of God spoke to you. And some of y'all came in. Did anybody come here today saying, I'm getting saved today? When you got out of your car? Anybody? You? You? Here's why it's important for you to know. There's people in your life wanting to get saved. And they're waiting for someone to tell them, don't wait for me to do it, you do it. Right in your, your job, right sitting next to you. They don't know how to talk about it. They're like, man, I wish they would tell me something. If you ask people at your work tomorrow, can I pray for you? Then you gotta pray. If they say yes. But all you gotta do is say, let's say a name. What's your name? Julie. Dear God, thank you for Julie. Please bless her. Just say that. Just say that. You can say, matter of fact, let's try it. Dear God, please bless Julie. <laughs> In Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's all you gotta say. Amen. Amen. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for all these people. I thank you so much for their faith. And I pray you bless them. And Lord, I pray that we would be a giving church. One in five tithe. We pray we double that at least, God. That people would just be generous and trust you. And Lord, I pray they would watch to see what you do because you will do something. Thank you for these people who come forward in Jesus' name. Amen. Here's what we're going to do we're going to cheer them into that room, and then after they get into that room, Pastor George will dismiss us. So let's give them a hand as they go out. Let's give them a big hand. Come on. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. 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 You know, the last verse that Pastor Miles read for us, 2 Corinthians 9, 7 says, Let each man give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or out of a sense of obligation. For God loves a cheerful giver. Our giving should be something that we do purposefully. I think back to to Christmas, and it was time to to give presents to my kids. I I didn't wait till Christmas morning to see how I felt about it and get up and say, you know, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. Let me see where I got my pocket. Here, Jackson, you get a 20. Uh, Ellie, I've only got a five left. Sorry, that's all you get. Now, we, we planned it way in advance. They wrote me big lists of everything they wanted, and we, you know, bought it, wrapped it, and made it special because we were telling them, we purposefully love you. This isn't an accidental love. This isn't an accidental relationship. And our giving to God should be the same way. Something that we choose to do, an act of the will, not something that we're waiting till the moment to see how I feel about it or see what I've got in my pocket on Sunday morning, but a purposeful choice, an act of will to invest in my relationship with God. So, I want to give you a moment just to, to prepare in your heart to purpose this morning. To give not accidentally, but to say, God, this is my relationship with you. I'm purposefully investing in trusting you. I'm purposefully investing in loving you. So if you take out your envelopes with me, we'll pray over our offering. And since God does love a cheerful